0: goodness, oh god, it's not been a good auspicious start to the day for Don't oh, no, know what happened? And I just woke up and went for this. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just one of those days where I just got up and I tried to stand up and I immediately got pins and needles in the bottom of my foot and went, oh, I'm going back to sleep for 30 minutes, <laughs> this is not happening. Not right now, not right now. Now have you ever had that thing where you wake up in the morning and literally the first thing that happens is you get cramp in the um, soles of your feet? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had that? And it's just like your first moment. It's just, ah, oh, that one where you get on the back of your calf. Oh, I thought you said back
1: of your car then. No, your calf. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I have, yeah. A
0: really, really bad, like, cramp there, and you can't straighten your leg out.
1: The real question is, Carl, have you ever gotten out of bed, fallen straight over and butted a wall? Because I've done that.
0: Have you done
1: that? What happened? I I literally, I woke up, didn't put my foot down correctly, and when I got out of bed, I just, like, flew right headfirst
0: into a wall. That's like a Family Guy skit.
1: Yeah, that literally
0: is. Just like how fast, like, Peter always falls when he's drunk or injured. Just, boom, just flat like a sack of shit. Meanwhile, I just do it, you know, after waking up. Just standard. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so it's not there, a, and welcome a normal to, occasion. Is it episode 30? Episode 30, yeah. 30, wow, look at that. Oh, man, it's creeping up, innit? We're getting somewhere now. It's getting the podcast is now older than both of us. Ooh! <laughs> if it, if it were instead of weeks, we'll count it in years. Oh, can you imagine that? What a sweet gig that'd be—a yearly podcast. God, that'd be easy. And just do one. <laughs> just do one per week. No, you got to remember, Luke's doing a podcast is hard. It's very hard. Don't you remember all those, like? Um, uh, Tweets from that lady. Oh no! You know, yeah, doing a podcast is so hard. It takes me two and a half hours to research ten minutes of like talking material. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how bad are you at talking? What? It's not like, a speech. Who are you so having this, is this conversation a, with? So what is it—the presidential inaugural address or some shit? no it's a podcast <laughs> about crime. You spend like half an hour on Wikipedia looking unsolved murders, and then you're like, so "Right, like, I'm good." So how many podcasts are just people talking about crimes? Or probably unsolved black murders and stuff like that. There's so many of them. It's such a weird, specific subgenre. And I've got a friend who wants to start one. Oh, God. <laughs> and the reason they can't is because they already listened to like 10. Yeah. And they go, oh, we're so inspired. There's so many things they haven't covered. And they probably have just in the earlier episodes. <laughs> yeah, probably. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. I better go back and listen to them all. And she came back a while later and just went, yeah, they have. Oh, no. Because everyone's covered. Because. The, the the new hotness is apparently just big murder.
1: I've heard, I've heard as it. well as like um, there's ones which are like telling you about how to like look out for stuff that's weird on the streets and stuff. Is that a thing? I, I like, that would be more genre uh, YouTube uh, d- video. Yeah, like it's just stories of like, oh, you know. This person got snuck up on and kidnapped by, like, not paying attention to this. And this. Oh, man. It's, it's like, oh, great, so make me feel nervous on every fucking street
0: corner. While you're listening to it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's like when you're watching a film and the person talks about being alone in the house and how dangerous it is and you look around and go, oh, shit. Yeah. There's a lot of things for that. I thought for a minute you want to talk about it was a short-lived meme, but it was one that I personally enjoyed. And it was YouTube. It was basically I forget the format of it. There. I remember the format, but I don't know what the name of it was. But it was like, oh, like top image is like YouTuber, um, someone like tells them they've dropped their wallet in the street, and then it just shows like the thumbnail of the video and it shows you the title. That time I was almost mugged. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, story YouTubers just making shit up. Yeah. It's like, YouTuber, here's a pot go bang in the house. YouTube video, it's just like, <laughs> I, my house is haunted. I'm oh, going to try God. and find some of these, because these things are gold, while you do your little um, preamble to explain what you've been up to today, mate.
1: Oh, uh, I, I mean, today I haven't really been up to much. Today was just like, wake up, have a shower, and see that you wanted me on for a podcast. Yeah, Because uh, it's still the warning for us, just to clarify, like, I'm not the laziest
0: of shits. Oh, I found it. So we've got Know Your Meme up here. And it's the oh, right, YouTuber okay. Storytime Parodies. <laughs> and it began life with like you know the, the the top ten anime swordsmen. It's just a picture of like, T.R.A. Tor from uh, Star Wars. Oh, right. Okay. So I've got a, f- I've got a few of them up here. I going to go for them. Right. Um, uh, let's have a look. YouTuber Sips Water Storytime. I Almost Drowned Three Different Types. Oh god. <laughs> Obviously, these aren't real, but it's just like the idea about how exaggerated YouTuber culture is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um, so that's the thing is, I think that, like, as you say, it became a, a parody video because so many YouTubers were getting completely out of hand with the stories. And also
0: just lying. Like, yeah. top colleague, hey, that's a nice outfit. Blue always brings out your eyes. YouTuber, story time. My stalker co worker. <laughs> <laughs> store oh, announcement, God. the store will be closing in 15 minutes. YouTuber, I got locked in a mall for hours. <laughs> Uber driver drives over a pothole. YouTuber, I almost died in an Uber. No clickbait footage. <laughs> <laughs> Cole, you know
1: they say you never know what the good times are until the good times are gone? Yeah. Was that
0: one of those moments? Well, when I found... Yeah, when this was a thing, it was a short-lived... Just genre of memes on YouTube yeah uh, not on YouTube on Twitter and they were really 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 funny because the point is like what you do is the thing you make which do but, like the actual video is real oh yeah of course so it's just like you're using it as like a reaction image to that and it's just oh man people found some really good ones there's like one here and it's just it snows lightly on a YouTuber YouTuber the Blizzard rant and it's like some shitty gaming <laughs> one on the way it's JonTron on oh, no way I got it right the first time oh uh, okay <laughs> they're so good Oh god. oh god I was I just like love... I was fucking love that one though YouTuber sits water I almost drown <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've already said I should start making shit up it'd be great
1: Cole, is that what we should do just make a spin-off channel yeah anyway, just, it's like, YouTube a sock, a sock goes
0: missing YouTuber I'm being haunted not clickbait please help <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness I love these things They're so good Oh man, I need to start doing that shit. Just telling like made up bullshit. Oh yeah, One totally. Reason, like, we tell a lot of stories on the channel. I had to stop doing that because I was running out. Oh really? Yeah, I've ran out of like, there's just things that I can. And also I've got I've got some, but then I like, mm. it's really hard to tell them without either mentioning someone's name or the person I'm talking about. Yeah, of course. knowing I am talking about them, <laughs> which is uh, really awkward. Can is, you imagine think, if
1: like? Anyone that you know starts listening to this podcast
0: and goes, "Oh wait, it's Carl talking about me." That's the thing, because none of my friends would pay money to support me. so I'm all right with that. It's like exactly. Like I am so safe to tell like the story because none of my friends are willing to pay to support me. It was just like when um,
1: I you um, got me started editing vaccine videos and was like, "Oh, I actually need to watch one of your videos," then, Carl like just yeah. didn't even didn't even none, bother.
0: None of my friends. So while I've been looking at all these things, like one of the images here is just a Daily Mail headline. Teenager arrested after buying PlayStation 4 for £8 by weighing it in the fruit section and paying for £6 of food at self-service till. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about stories, I, mean, like, I could tell this one because I know for definite this mate does not watch any of my stuff because they're just too busy out living their life. Oh, that right, is, okay. My old housemate who um, never paid, or paid for shopping but... Would always scan it through as onions at Tesco. Oh, God. And they would get a week's worth of shopping every single week for like £1.50 by putting it all through as onions oh, on the self serve machine. And they were like like a really petite, pretty girl. So mm-hmm. they could always get away with it. Because whenever a guy came over and just looked and she went, Oh, sorry, I didn't know what I was doing. It's a new machine. And oh, I was like, right, Oh, okay. that's fine. And obviously she'd flirt with them. They wouldn't notice that she's put like 30 quid worth of shopping through. <laughs> And then one time she said she got did get away with it, though, because some like gruff woman in her forties came over and just like clocked it straight away. Yeah, yeah. And just went, What the fuck are you doing? She's like, oh god now. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. You've put through twenty one onions and that's it. Like... Oh man, there's so many onions. She showed me all the receipts and so she collected them. <laughs> she was like big on Vine for a bit and so she used to post them on Vine.
1: I love how she's literally like cataloguing her crimes. Yeah.
0: It's not a crime. It's like she did pay for a food, it's just that they thought it thought she Well
1: ridiculous. she did, yeah, I I guess. Uh, but uh, I did see, I think it was like in France or something, someone yeah. tried that PlayStation 4 trick and got put in jail.
0: Yeah, because it's like you're obviously stealing something with like five hundred. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just it's a good one. YouTuber, you brought me Diet Coke instead of regular Coke. Waiter, oh, I'm sorry about that. YouTuber, story time, and I was poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. I love when
1: people get really, really stuck up about like Coke and diet coke and then like pepsi to coke and stuff like yeah. that oh i God. can
0: understand the diet coke thing because like if you've got like diabetes or something like that oh yeah if it's a genuine
1: like health concern but if it's just a person who you know oh I'm, I'm trying to have not diet coke to watch my sugar intake i'd be a bit like all right calm down um
0: i do remember one though where it was um it's one of those stories that you can look at and you're this is clearly made up Mm. And it was like a Tumblr post, or something like that, talking about a waiter brought a girl, like, um, four glasses of, like, full-fat, full-sugar Coca-Cola. All right. After they asked for diet, he said, oh, you're so skinny, I didn't think it'd matter. And they said they've got they had to get rushed to hospital because they had to get like a thing. inside. Like, how would you not taste the sugar after the fourth glass <laughs> yeah. if you are deathly like if it will kill you if you have too much? It's like exactly, yeah, yeah. I believe that you accidentally got given like sugar-filled Coke one time. I don't believe you drank four pints of it and got rushed to hospital. That's have your stomach.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's thing is like obviously, if you're that used to drinking Diet Coke, you will taste it immediately. Yeah. Because there's a massive taste difference between them and all it is is just sugar. You'll know.
0: Some of these are just so good. I'm sorry, I've still got them on my screen. <laughs> oh, God, Carl. Pilot, we are experiencing a little turbulence. YouTuber, I almost died in a plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. I mean, I do give him
1: credit, though, because sometimes when you're uh, you're in a quite heavy turbulence, it does feel like it.
0: Oh, man, it feels good, though, doesn't it? What when you get old? No, like, oh, I'm not f- di- I'm not gonna die today. It's when you s- you look around and you can see like there's the people who don't give a shit, like people who are asleep, and then there's the people who are like, absolutely just like um, sweating their knackers off. And like, oh, God, yeah.
1: No.
0: Yeah, you feel so bad for him.
1: I still remember when I was um like a kid. I don't know how I didn't get kicked off an airplane. So um we we didn't like start flying when we were um, scheduled to. And then there were lots of noises underneath with them sorting out all of, like, the um, the bags and the cargo storage. Okay. And then, uh, I think I was about 12, I just shouted out, we're all gonna die! And I, like, literally made a little girl behind me start crying. <laughs> and my mum just, like, gave me the deadliest stare of all time. i like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, it's so
0: funny, though. It's worth it.
1: I, like, I didn't even think about what I was saying, and there's it's like... Oh, but nowadays, I'd have definitely been like chucked off that flight.
0: Sorry, one more. Hey, uh, me, Hayes, is this where the line starts. YouTuber asked to have a threesome at Starbucks. <laughs> 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 oh, I love the fact that I have got to be. I've, I've now got to be associated with this fucking subculture, and I hate every aspect of it. Oh, my oh, God. We could start with that anyway, because I got an amazing message yesterday, Lucas. Oh, an no. Amazing, an amazing email. I would like to now read in its entirety to you. Because I don't think you follow me on Twitter, do you?
1: Uh, I do, actually, yeah.
0: You do? You've just woken up so you've not checked it, so... no. Let's go through this one, because this is funny, right? Because I got, as I often do, a business proposal. And I'm going to read it out as it is written, Lucas. And I just want you to decide, give me your honest reaction, just via the medium of groans and or... Ah... (laughs) <laughs> as i say because there are certain words in this that i guarantee are absolutely going to make you just cringe as hard as possible so hey there carl nice to e-meet you oh, as man. the start, oh, right oh, so he's man. not off to the best start yeah my name it's not is, gonna go well my name is redacted um because we don't want to like, you know name any names co-founder and cbdo of la-based pop base we are a company built by entertainment leaders from companies like lucasarts sony activision And 2K, so you know, all the good companies that... I was going to say,
1: you know it's a very respectable
0: (laughs) operation. We were pointed to you by one of your fans and seeing your channel made it pretty obvious why, so I wanted to personally reach out. PopBase is a, and this is in bold, gamified crowdfunding platform. What? We allow creators to offer a whole new kind of interactive experience for fans and this is bit is in bold again, while monetizing through microtransactions.
1: Oh. While wow.
0: <laughs> there it is, oh. without oh. being live. Here's a quick demo we made to sure show how it works, and the demo is just some guy, a YouTube video, and you've got to pay to watch it, basically.
1: Think so of it how like does that
0: Patreon. work? Well, they, they explain that to you, Lucas, if you let me finish. God, okay. you're so impatient. Think of it like Patreon, but with a gamified paywall. Oh, no. So they're trying to turn YouTube into a mobile game. This first, oh. The first batch of creators will work closely with us and help us refine the tools and features to come up with it. We only have 10 slots left. If you want oh, to Carl, come on well, his... you jumped
1: on it then, didn't you?
0: No, I responded, uh, and I quote, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> because I am good at business. The, uh, the thing is, though, this guy, because this is something you need to learn, Lucas, if you're stating it's okay. YouTube game. This is some advice for people out there if they want to do it too um the sharks out there like the people like this they will never take no for an answer yeah like, unless you would like you have to ignore them outright and even then they will continue to send you messages mm-hmm. like, as i just said i i have just told this guy to fuck off i could not could i have been clearer yeah in my like you know distaste and dis uh, and unwillingness to like you know advertise this whole work with them
1: yeah i think when somebody like tells you to fuck off that's a pretty strong sign it could, like, so It's, it's probably just
0: they're the, the, probably the strongest especially yeah. from their business email address yeah. anyway this guy's not he's not having none of that and that's and this is what always makes me think well even if I was get tempted to work with a company like you ignoring me telling you to go away to continue like bugging me about this immediately puts me off anyway so yeah, a simple no would have sufficed and then a smiley face you know because okay. that's not going to make me annoyed out of curiosity though did I say anything to offend I responded, and I quote, your service sounds like a cancerous mess designed to exploit fans of my channel for money. I want nothing to do with it. And you think of that again, Lucas, could I have been clearer?
1: <laughs> your, your, like, product is cancerous. I want I nothing to, to ad- do with it. Yeah. But, that probably means, send him another business email.
0: Well, the thing is, though, Lucas, I just don't understand how his service works. Clearly. So he responded, that's fine. You're not interested. But I'm still trying to understand the logic here. If you'd be willing to indulge me. And it's okay if you don't feel like doing it. But then it continues like another three paragraphs. So,
1: we're not look- to me, that does not sound like anybody that wanted to be indulged. Like, yeah. at all. Like,
0: we're not looking to exploit anyone. We built tools that allow any creator to monetize on mobile gaming revenue. And this is where I'm looking for your reaction, Lucas. By creating interactive content that, well... Monetizes like a mobile game. <laughs> oh, no. So think about that. They want me to. They want to make YouTube more like mobile games. You know, those things that have nothing but positive press about them. <laughs> uh, the other option is for a creator to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to build your own mobile app, separate from the creator community as a whole. But that doesn't really scale and isn't a flexible model per se. So you don't have to use the tools or like them. Hell, you can even hate the methodology behind the tools or form of engagement we're creating. That's all fair. But we're a very small startup and put a lot of time and effort into creating these tools. Blah, 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 blah. feel like we're not trying to rip you off. But notice at no point in any of these emails that they said, this is good for your audience. Oh yeah, of course not. Notice how like the things that I have... But the things they're trying to sell me on this are, you can monetize the shit out of the engagement you have. <laughs> not, it will create value for your, like you know, your viewers. It will give you a chance to interact with them on a more personal, one-to-one. No, it's like you can make some fucking money. I mean, you can God, get your Dutch vandalier on.
1: I guess it's a little bit better than normal because at least they're being upfront about it.
0: They weren't though. Well, they were. No, weren't but me, I mean, but at least they're audience. being
1: upfront and not telling you that it's gonna like. Be helpful for your
0: audience and stuff like that. So, so I did indulge this guy because I thought, like, I can't believe he's still swinging. So, and I responded again, and I quote the phrase, um, and big quotes here: monetized through microtransactions is an immediate red flag and something that shows your prime arm concern." So I've sent this at like two in the morning, so that's supposed <laughs> to be primary. Is monetizing my audience, not cultivating it. Seriously, when's the last time you heard any consumer praise the addition of microtransactions into anything? And I put that <laughs> in bold. Why the fuck would I willingly let willingly put something onto my channel that has universally negative connotations with the general public? Question mark. And Lucas, do you want to guess what this guy did? If you, if you, and if you say "come out fucking swinging," that would be the correct answer. Because even though I have just made it. Abundantly clear that like, microtransactions and the mobile like you know market yeah. model of monetization is something I absolutely abhor and think is like you know a horrendous uh, I quote cancerous mess. <laughs> He's still trying to sell me on it. So again, Lucas, respond like you know, with grunts and groans. Um, which is what I say to most of the people I talk to. It's a good note <laughs> in terms of the blurb, so thanks for that. I suppose for me working in the entertainment industry, the term microtransactions just reads like any other monetization method. You get blinded to that after a while. So I'm not... I can tell it probably has work for 2K. If he just thinks monetize, like, microtransactions, he's okay. Did he say he's blinded to it after a while? He's blinded to the phrase microtransactions and doesn't see that it has negative connotations. So he's just
1: blinded to the fact that people like, absolutely hate, hate this shit.
0: It is one of the most number one complained about aspects of like modern gaming, and especially yeah, exactly. mobile gaming. Especially, uh, like, yeah. Like, from our perspective right now, you're monetizing through YouTube, ergo ads, which we do as well. So in addition to like, so it's not even replacing my current like <laughs> uh, monetization model, it's in addition to it. And do you know what people love, Lucas? They love when they get slammed with more ads for no noticeable or discernible increase in the quality of the service they're receiving. Yeah, That's why people love TV. Oh, God. Like, Uh, we just add in we just and this is the thing we just add in-game currency and gamification as the method for monetization as opposed to putting down pure cash so they're doing that thing that mobile games do it's like the obfuscation of spending real money Mm -hmm. by hiding it and and you're probably thinking carl at least it doesn't have fucking gems let me go on to the next sentence lucas it's a way to support your creator with something other than just throwing down cash through Patreon, which is a hard sell for a lot of viewers. A gem on PopBase is equivalent to 0.13 cents. So oh. if you create, say, a reaction video on our tool, you sell that episode for six gems. So they're trying to put <laughs> mobile... I, I thought I was being reductive when I said they're trying to turn YouTube into a mobile game. They, they literally, are. literally They're literally trying to do that. The fan can either win it as a reward for winning challenges, or just pay for, or just pay for a gem back, depending on the immediacy. So they're doing the exact thing that mobile games do: obfuscating how much money you spend by hiding it behind a fictional, made-up currency. Exactly, they decide yeah. the value of.
1: I've seen plenty of stories of people going. Oh well, I
0: spent a million dollars on.
1: Yeah, I found out I'd spent £10,000 on FIFA because I didn't realise I was buying all these little packets. So I'm often, Yeah, like
0: 79 cents or something like that adds up over time. And that's yeah. the exact reason they do it. Because they put it at just the price point to be an impulse buy and then mm-hmm. obfuscate how much money you're actually spending by making it a premium currency that you don't know the exact one-to-one value of. Exactly, yeah. And I fucking hate that and I know what they're doing because this guy clearly is working with companies who do that shit. Oh, where we go. Uh, the fan can either win it as a reward, yeah, yep, yep. but it's basically like any other exclusive premium content. Say, for example, Patreon. It's the addition. It's an additional revenue stream as well as a fun experience for the players. Is it really? Is anyone like if anyone reading like listening to this right now, just let us know in the comments or whatever social media you can contact us through. Um, would this podcast be more enjoyable if to listen to it you had to play a shitty mobile game? <laughs> just, just let us know. Uh, in the end, a player can never spend a book. And I like this. They use the word can never spend a book. but well, they will because that's what mobile games are all about. They rely on... A fun fact for people out there. Mobile games don't rely on the average player who spends, like, what, $3? They are yeah. literally supported by whales. Mm-hmm. The people who spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on these things... And there are and always a
1: surprising them. amount
0: of those people. Yeah, and it's really sad that there are. Uh, so do is it but unlock content through ads so you can watch more ads to unlock my content. Winning challenges, which will probably involve watching ads, or coming back over time to earn the currency, so watching more ads over time. By that, they support the creator through ads. Oh, some more ads basically, which isn't different from YouTube. Well, it is. It I mean, a little is. bit. It's worse <laughs> somehow. So I would never tell anyone to sell anything to their fans, blah, 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 blah. And then he just goes onto like a huge riff uh, I apologise for coming off this way and I understand that these words can sound exploitative. It's like, they are exploitative. And then I just put, that sounds absolutely fucking awful and I something I guarantee will do nothing but piss people off. Holy shit. To which he responded, <laughs> hopefully not, winky face. Oh, God. It's like, oh, my God. So yeah, look forward to that being on whatever, like, shitty Call of Duty videos you end up watching because... That's going to be a thing, because YouTubers are going to see that. Bad YouTubers, at least, will see that and go, yeah. oh, wow, more money. For Look forward to when
1: like, Logan Paul and PewDiePie are gamifying their YouTube content.
0: Yay. I can't wait. I can't wait to have to collect gems to watch fucking <laughs> BBC News <laughs> updates. Oh, my God. And the worst bit is, as well, Like that guy apparently follows me on Twitter, because I got a message like a short while later, just saying, um, uh, oh, I saw you. I saw the responses to this, and I just want to say that I am actually a fan. It's like, oh man, oh, you know no. that I don't. You know that this shit don't fly on my channel. Why would I ever do this? What really confuses me is that you
1: got at the start of the email him reckon, being recommended to you, and then he watched a video and saw the reason why. But then at yeah. the end of the conversation, I, wanna, I wanna know what video oh, he watched that, that
0: made him think, "Oh man, Carl's certainly a person who plays that YouTube game." <laughs> He loves it. He <laughs> loves like, you know, um, exploiting his audience for money. Cal loves like being told what to do.
1: Oh, is it not that episode on why microtransactions are making games better? Oh man, it's so good.
0: I I feel like that might actually be like a like, um, a polygon article, so I'm gonna Google that. <laughs> because that sounds so like clickbaity, it has to be real. So I wanna Google that right now. So why microtransactions are making gaming? better there has to be an article that has that yeah no there's one called why Microtransactions transactions are killing the gaming industry but that's not what i typed <laughs> in is it google so that's us think a we can tip.
1: definitely agree on that one
0: here's a pro tip for people using google if you put quotation marks around something your google search has to return that exact phrase uh, no results found for why microtransactions are making gaming better. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank God, Gaming Press, you've, you've impressed me once again by crossing like, this foot-high hurdle I've left on the floor.
1: Yeah, to be fair, I mean, I thought there would have been one person just trying to get yeah. some clicks.
0: Some contrarian dickhead on some, yeah. like, no-name blog trying to get rid of like, Honestly, I
1: really enjoy paying with crystals to get a skin for my gun.
0: It's, it's great. Yeah, good. Oh man, so I thought you'd appreciate that, Lucas. And just any thoughts?
1: Oh, that just sounds absolutely disgusting. It's the, isn't it the worst? Like, you know, oh okay, we've got some bonus content through Patreon is one thing, but I can just no. choose to buy that or not. It's And you, you know. know
0: my feelings on Patreon. Yeah, I do. We have had a very long, <laughs> drunken, four and a half hour long discussion. <laughs> Where I just like railed like, no, it's the worst thing. It's like it's so exploitative and just like, um, uh, just he's t- taking advantage of your audience. There's like trust in you, and he's like, ah, 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 oh whatever. We this.
1: we disagree on that one, but oh well. But yeah, I well, you got
0: Patreon so.
1: Yeah, I do at the moment. So you know, go help out you've on got, there. You've got to defend <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, so I just find it bizarre that like somebody is sitting there going. You know what people would really love to get, like, blocked off with fucking gems, more adverts, gamification of YouTube yeah. videos? That's
0: a, yeah. exactly what I want to do before I watch a YouTube video. The most ad-riddled platform that exists at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, bigger YouTubers, man. I, I occasionally watch a few, generally, like, trending or something. Like, or, yeah. usually, it's when... I leave autoplay on and it just auto plays just like the some next video. suggested
1: crappy video.
0: It's the worst one is because I watch like a uh, my a lot of film clips for research mm-hmm. and for mm-hmm. putting it into videos and getting screenshots and things like that, or like documentaries. And if you watch like stuff like that, your suggested recommendations will always be shitty film critic who doesn't oh, no. understand film, but will stretch out a review to twenty five minutes. Oh Jesus Christ! And fills it with ads, and it's always a guy with a haircut, just sat in front on a big chair on a desk, with like yeah. some sort of paraphernalia on it in a really weird, you know, like a branded graphic T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. And it's just oh, for fuck's sake! And it, once you've clicked that, and the thing is, though, right? Once you've had that accidentally appear once, and you click, and YouTube has, and I know for a fact this is true because Netflix has it, and YouTube mm. has it. And that is, they can detect how much of a video you watch. Oh, yeah, of course. They know when you click off a video, because it tells you on your analytics screen, it tells you how often people click off. And they will see that the first thing I did is immediately click off this video and then go on to not um, click on the little three dots that say, um, I am not interested because I do not (laughs) like this channel. I will then be suggested that channel every fucking day for the next three weeks. It's like, I, I, I could not be clearer. I do not want to watch this.
1: Yeah, it's like anytime I go in and it's like oh what's that? It's like a fifteen minute video with four ads. Okay, immediately click off it, dislike it, and don't recommend this to me anymore. And then you'll get suggested that for the rest of the
0: Please oh, don't recommend definitely... this to me means please keep it in my suggested box. So I can't tell you how many times I have like, you know, clicked I have clicked do not show me this anymore on Chris Stuckerman's videos. <laughs> his face just annoys me, and every time I see it, I click it off and go, I do not like this, I do not like the channel, it is not relevant to me, and YouTube sees that ad, maybe we'll get him next time. It's like, no! I don't want to listen to like some like first-year film student like level uh, interpretation maybe, of a film.
1: Do you think that he's specifically paid for like a targeted ad campaign on you, Carl?
0: Just on me, no. Yeah, just, just on you. <laughs> But he must pay because he's like, uh, like he's in that genre of like film YouTubers who go to the premieres, uh, and right, I am immediately suspicious of anyone's review of anyone who's like that closely intertwined with the industry. Like being mm-hmm. like a professional film critic for like a newspaper is one thing. Cause then you have like newspaper press credentials. Yeah, exactly. And it's a lot harder for like movie studios to like you know pressure a newspaper. To mm-hmm. give like you know a favorable review, but when it comes to like influencers, and I'm saying that like the biggest possible air quotes, <laughs> um, like, they can like put their thumb on the scale very easily, and that has happened. I think uh, Chris Stuckerman is the, uh, a really good example of that. I think it's Annabelle Creation. I have no I idea what that is. But it's okay. a really shitty horror movie. There's a really great video by Red Letter Media. You're oh right, like, okay. you no, know, do understand films and film (laughs) theory and just like generally good critics with like a really like you know good eye for picking yeah of course yeah and they do this entire breakdown of a competition behind the scenes because if you're not familiar with a film you will not be familiar with this and it was like called my annabelle creation and for anyone out there to type in my annabelle creation and red letter media's video be the first one and basically the company put out a competition oh right said that oh um create a like you know a, a short, three-minute-long movie about the doll that's in the movie, Annabelle, like the other mm-hmm. evil doll. You've probably seen that about somewhere. It's in like The Conjuring, I think, or something like uh,
1: that. Yeah, yeah. I vaguely will have seen something around it, but yeah. Yeah,
0: you'll recognise it if you saw it. It's one of those. It always comes out near Halloween. And uh, I'm one of the guys from Red Let Meets, I think it's Mike... He mm. said, well, I am, a, you know, being the nitpicky, like, internet asshole I am, decides to actually read the description of the terms and conditions. And okay. he goes through it, and the terms and conditions basically say, um, if you win the competition, so if you win, because I think the prize was you get to go to um, uh, Universal or Bro- Warner Bros. Studios. Oh, right, okay, get yeah, like a yeah. You tour around, you get to meet the director of the film. Oh, yeah, uh, standard stuff then, yeah. Uh, and you get, and maybe your, fil- your short film will get turned into a film. All oh, right, And in the description it says, if we decide to do this, we'll pay you $50. Fuck off. You get paid $50 once you win, and then if we decide to turn it into a film, you get paid an additional $50. But oh, you have no God. rights to seek any additional remuneration for the use of your idea, which we now own in perpetuity throughout the universe. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's worst shit. It is, not <laughs> the worst bit like they had the director of the film... Because I think the first film is a David Sandberg, mm, okay. And he's that and you like, uh, and he's a guy who got his big break doing this. Because he's the guy you must have seen the short um, horror film of the person turning off the light in a hallway. Uh, I, honest, I don't every... watch
1: anything horror related. I'm like, oh, oh, you um, okay? Well, basically, basically it's, very, it's a baby and don't watch anywhere. There's a
0: very very famous short horror film on YouTube of a person walking down a hallway, and they turn off the light, and as they turn off the light. There's a shadow of like a a weird figure at the end of a hallway. Mm -hmm. And then they turn the light back on. And it's gone. And they turn it back off and it's back. And that's the plot. Oh, right, okay. And then the the monster gives you a jump scare. And it's like this one-minute-long thing. And they turned that film into an entire idea. Oh, yeah. So obviously the director believed in this. He's like, oh, cool, that's how I got my big breaking point. Someone saw this short movie I made, noticed Matt Chops, and I got given a film. So, you know, flesh out on the idea. And mm-hmm. he had to go on Twitter and apologise because he didn't read the terms and, terms oh, and conditions. No. And he felt so bad because he was oh, basically like trying to rip off some young aspiring filmmaker. Yeah,
1: now the thing is, it's just, oh, well, a lot of people are just going to send us possibly great, possibly awful ideas for horror movies.
0: But the thing is there, though, like from Warner Bros' perspective, is that basically we're getting given a bunch of free ideas for movies that we can then buy for $50, and then but they never. can only buy the winning one fifty dollars. Yeah.
1: But think so, about that.
0: like yeah. How many times do you hear about uh, Mike scripts and things like that game? Well I think it happened to a former crack writer actually, Michael. All oh, right. Like he wrote, he was commissioned to write a script, mm. and he was given like a very loose guideline. It's like, oh, it's an emergence, um, it's an emergence, uh, no, a terrorist situation takes place during an, um, a national disaster. It's like an earthquake something like that, and he oh, right, wrote okay. an entire screenplay, and he sent it to a studio and they never got back to him. And they started producing a film that looked exactly like the one he'd written, with some oh, of the no. names changed. And then <sighs> when he tried to make a YouTube video about it, they um, threatened him with a copyright strike. Oh, really? And it turns Fucking out no. that company just does that all the time. They just get young, aspiring screenwriters who don't really know the industry that well, mm-hmm. get them to write a, like, you know, basically the outline for a fairly run-of-the-mill, by-the-numbers movie. Yeah. Change yeah. some of the names, a few of the like the situations and characters. By basically doing the thing that people do when they like copy paste from Wikipedia. Yeah. Just go through and just like right-click synonym on different words and like shift sentences around mm-hmm. and then sell it as their own. And then sue the shit out of the person when they try and make um, call them on it.
1: I wonder how that works in terms of like legal
0: situation. Like Well it's they've got more money, so you can't sue them. Well yeah, simple? basically. Is That's that simple? That... It doesn't matter if you've got a case. Capitalism at its finest. Yeah, and as well, they've changed it just enough to be legally distinct. And even if you do win, the cost of doing it is generally not worth it because they'll bury you in legal fees. Mm -hmm. Because that's how it works. But anyway, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because Warner Bros. was willing to do that around the thing of Annabelle creation. And what Red Letter Media they also talk about is the fact that it had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for like like four weeks or something like that prior to it getting released. And it turns out and one of the faces they zoom in on is Chris Stuckerman, who gave it a perfect 100%. And then uh, when the film right, was actually yeah. released for general release, mm-hmm. it, sh- it shot down to like 20
1: 30%. Yeah, of course it did.
0: And what it turns out they did is they held a special extra pre-screening for selected critics, including him. And those critic reviews obviously went up on Rotten Tomatoes, got it 100%. Mm-hmm. And like their theory, obviously you can't say for definite, is that they brought along people who generally give those movies good reviews or could be expected to give it a good review in return for like, you know, being able to see it first.
1: Yeah, a bit of like a favourable situation for them, which means if if nothing else that they're going to like value it as something a bit better.
0: Yeah. Like uh, and also as well, it's like a, a massive conflict of interest. Oh, of when course When you are it being is, yeah. invited to see it early. See, how can you expect to be objective and then and do and although we can't say for sure that's what they did, all the critics they decided upon, including Chris Stuckerman, ended up giving it a perfect 100% recommended rating, whereas Mm -hmm. every other critic who didn't get that special treatment, and I would argue probably reviewed it a lot more fairly, gave it like a 3 out of 10.
1: I think that's the difference is, you know, when it comes out and goes, oh, well, if if everybody else had turned it around and given it favourable reviews as well, you could maybe see, oh, it's just people that, you know, enjoy that, that movie specifically, all enjoy that genre, but when every single other person comes out and like trashes it, yeah, then you it kind of expect it something kind else of uh, pulls the gone. curtain
0: back a little bit and lets like, you see, maybe everything isn't as it seems, and, and especially when you consider they were willing to rip people off that hard, they were willing to like pe- like basically rip off some like you know <laughs> yeah. someone's idea, like fob them off with a hundred dollars and some like prize of like a flight to Hollywood. Yeah, and they yeah. just like own their idea forever. I would think the same studio would also be willing to, like, you know, play hardball with YouTube critics. <laughs> yeah, probably. Anyway, that's why I don't like that specific genre of like video on YouTube because it just tends to be terrible. Yeah, of course. It it's does, like yeah. it's either universally positive or it's just contrarian and negative for clicks. Mm-hmm. You very rarely
1: find anything else, and I think one thing that does get me about um. Like, say, you know, a lot of people who watch YouTube who go, uh, like, and attack people for always Mm -hmm. giving things, favourable reviews or what, you know, what have you. Generally speaking, people who are on YouTube channels have, you know, limited resources, you know, limited, like, time and money and have to focus on only a very small number of things. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you know, if I'm going to, Look to play games or review games on my channel. Of course, I'm going to pick ones that I'm interested in, so I'm more likely yeah. to already give them favourable reviews because it's stuff that I've personally gone out and chosen to cover.
0: But At the same time, though, like if you call yourself a critic, like you can call it, that's what annoys me. Like a critic should look at things like you know it's in the name critically. Yeah, and exactly. A problem I always have with like um, a lot of like YouTubers who describe themselves as critics is that they mm-hmm. don't do that. Like they, it's the most surface-level reading of the film, and I don't want that. I can get that oh, by no, reading yeah. the user reviews on like on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes. Exactly. I'm I'm looking for a more like I'm seeking out a critic because you like at the very least hope you have some deeper understanding of film, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm seeking out your opinion, cause your expertise on this subject is what oh, yeah, I want thing to is, know.
1: You know, if I was to ever talk about a movie. As much as I hate just looking at a movie on the surface level of just going, oh that was fun, like I would never say that. I look deeply enough into a movie to think myself as like a critic, Neither or do to I. have that ability.
0: I understand like some elements of like film production and like basic like basic composition of stuff. Yeah, trying yeah. to like teach myself a lot because I always get annoyed. It's like why is this movie bad? Like why? Uh, so I think one I watched recently was uh, Hellboy. Uh, the 2019 right, yeah. Hellboy. So I, I was that, excited was, for that
1: film and then the reviews were that bad I never bothered yeah, it was watching critically it.
0: Panned. Mm-hmm. And just watching it, like one of the things I noticed is like that it's really choppily edited. Yeah. And that's a, that's something obviously you need to have some understanding of films like a very basic level to understand why that's bad. Yes, of Because course. it just means that like fight scenes don't make sense, or it's yeah. just like you know, it's, it comes off as like you know, it takes you out of the film. And, like, mm-hmm. uh, it just doesn't, like, draw you in as much as it should. And then, like, the acting's not very good. And it's, like, all little things like that. And I think they help you enjoy good films or films that you enjoy that a little bit better. I think so that's really-
1: the last thing is um, you can you can teach yourself that stuff. And, you know, you can go, oh, for, for one example that comes to mind is when you talk about, like, badly edited fight scenes. Is oh, okay, well, I could sit there and watch Daredevil and then watch Iron Fist and go, oh, well, why... Daredevil's fight so much like better looking and it's probably like the choreography and the editing of it.
0: Yeah. And someone saying the fight scenes are bad is fair enough. But mm-hmm. if I'm watching like a critic review I want yeah. them to explain like, you know, why are they bad? Like, yeah, least, exactly. I'm, I want your like, like you're putting yourself forward as like you know the person in the position of authority about this. Mm-hmm. And then you have people just review movies and that's fine. Like if you want yeah, to give your yeah. personal opinion on it but like, I don't need that. Like, no. I've I've got friends who can recommend movies to me. Yeah, exactly. And I get it falls into the whole parasocial relationships thing. I just want to hear this person's thoughts on this. Because I mm-hmm. get that a lot of people saying, oh, Carl, do a video on this subject that I already know about. Uh, we, reckon, we already yeah. know about this, no, but I want to see you talk about it. Is so, that okay? If so you um, don't want to learn anything more about the subject, you just want to hear someone that you're a fan of talk about it. To feel like I some understand sort of that to one
1: extent, but, you know, oh, if I'm going to look uh, Okay, so, you know, the new Mario game is out. I will then, you know, find an opinion of somebody I know, like, I generally agree with. Um, Whether that be a friend, whether that be a YouTuber, what have you. I'll, I'll try and find somebody I appreciate somebody how you to... book
0: friend first.
1: Yeah. Thank you for doing well, that. Exactly, like, that thing is, uh, you know, if I have a conversation with you and a few of our other friends... I will know if you guys have all played a game where I'm probably going to land opinion-wise on it. Um, yeah, because I mean, yeah. It's
0: we're friends, so our interests tend to overlap, and so exactly, our yeah. opinions. In some ways, in other ways, not so much. <laughs> no,
1: exactly. But that's example. You know, what makes us different, human beings?
0: Well, I like the. Um, as a friend of mine I had a big argument with me once. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know how you can't agree with me on this. If someone's really stupid as well, I was like, mate, look friction makes fire yeah it's that simple mm-hmm. it's like without friction you've got no you haven't got no you have got fire there's no passion it's like the reason that I you know we're friends is because we can talk about stuff like this and not have it devolve into a screaming match like we almost just did then <laughs> like maybe just like you know grow up a little bit yeah it's not me cool. attacking you it's me attacking something like you like and I don't like the thing but don't put so much of your like, personality don't hinge so much of your personality on this thing
1: no, exactly, and you've got to understand that other people will have differing opinions. Like, for example, me and you, we both like Pokemon games, mm-hmm. and we've recently both, you know, played a bit of Pokemon together and stuff. Oh, yeah, we man. will, we will disagree on, for example, our favorite Pokemon. It'd be a really boring conversation if we both just went, "Well, I like Pikachu." Yeah.
0: Speaking of which, I can't believe you nick my fucking Game Boy.
1: Yeah, I you picked up
0: did Mike, do that. Right, So we could talk about this. Like, cause me and Luke's played some Pokemon over the weekend, and mm-hmm. you took my Game Boy and I took yours. But I don't know how that happened, because you have two Game Boys in a bot, in, a, in a, their own special bag, and you somehow still grabbed mine instead of yours? Well, because I think
1: both of them were like left on the side. But yours like, got like, on a your, Zelda like, t- pattern
0: on the front. I Mine's the plain black one.
1: I literally, because I thought that I plugged mine to charge overnight before I got on the train. So when I just saw one that was plugged in, I just picked up that and the charger quickly and threw it in my oh, without looking. It. Yeah. So I didn't go, oh, which one's got the Zelda pattern on? I want went, oh, that one's plugged in, that'll be mine. So I just, yeah, I assumed that mine was the one on charge.
0: Well, speaking of like Pokemon and like, you know, leading on from... Uh, also, like... just
1: while we're griping, you've got my okay. Switch, dock. At yours. Ah, go
0: ahead. So you I can't play go- my goose game now. I'll untie the goose game, get wrecked. Anyway, well, speaking of like, Pokemon and YouTube rabbit holes. Oh yeah. Something I stumbled across was like this. Um, the reason I wanted to get back into Pokemon mm. is because I just like the rant. I very rarely go for that danger click of like I'm recommended something and it looks quite interesting. I th- oh really, all right, because okay, I've yeah. had so many times where I've clicked it. And immediately I get introduced to Say, so, hey there, guys. Welcome. And like, fuck's sake, it happened again. It's like, click off. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I am not willing to, like, you know, commit to watching, like, 20 of these videos and listening to that for 40 seconds. <laughs> this dude, I think it's False Swipe Gaming? Oh, so he yeah, does, yeah. He I've, does I've competitive before, breakdowns yeah. of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And he just talks about... And the reason I like it is because he talks about all the interesting tactics you can use with all the individual Pokemon. Of course, yeah. And he doesn't just cover... Um, like, uh, just, here's the best. He's like, here's an obscure one, like a bee drill, And he just says, oh, it sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Here are the sets you can put on it to kind of make it work, but they're still terrible. They still beat mm-hmm. been beaten by this. And that led to me getting suggested um, videos of, like, actual competitive Pokemon matches, which are a thing. I think it's VGC. Uh, yeah.
1: The VGC, yeah, they are a massive thing. And, yeah. you know, they've been going, like, for years and there is, like, big... Pokemon tournaments within trading card game and video card video g- oh, yeah, game as well
0: with really really high prizes and mm-hmm. what the reason I want to talk about this is because I just happened I stumbled across one okay so it's like the final from 2019 which happened apparently like three days ago oh right okay so that was quite handy and it was the final was two guys using basically the same team I'm all, not surprised all, all legendaries all perfectly mm-hmm. all with the same moves. Yep. And I went, oh, well, this video is like an hour long. So this would be like, what, three, four matches? No, that's the entire finals. Oh, my God. And it's just like one hour of just like staring at two people using the same Pokemon. It's like, for fuck's sake. There's Out like with how many? Yeah, 800. Like there's 800 of these things. And then, and then people have the gall and the cheek to complain that, oh, man. How dare they try and like, you know, put the ros- cut the roster down? It's like, who gives a fuck? Like, the people there they're... Fighting, <laughs> putting the money into like to try and cultivate the community around it, like the competitive scene. Yeah. We'll all use like six anyway.
1: That's the thing is, um I've looked at a couple of those videos before and I've looked at um just generally like the results of tournaments. It's always the same. And one time, um I think it was like eight of the top ten had the exact same team. Oh it's so good. It's like wow. Okay. There's, there's so I of a choice of eight hundred Pokemon you all picked like eight Different Pokemon between you or something, yeah. like and that's, when you can bring six out. in. That's so bad. It's so bad, and then it's people, just so yeah.
0: boring to watch. And that looks exactly. like the view count; it's like a million people watch this. And yeah, I love. I think I love Pokemon, but I watched like twenty minutes and went, "Well, it's just six legendaries fighting each other. How is this any fun? How I is wouldn't this even mind as much if
1: it was like, oh, well, you know, obviously Legendary Pokemon are meant to be strong, but if it's you know, every single one is just the same fucking Pokemon. And the even thing the is legendaries,
0: like a... you've got, like, 80 to choose from. And they all look terrible as well. Yeah. Because they're using all the ones from, like, Sun and Moon. So it's the ones that just, like, fucking bells. It's yeah. Like, oh, come on! They don't even look cool.
1: It's not even, like, Mewtwo or something.
0: No, it's not even, like, one of the cool-looking ones. It's, like, this thing that looks like a fucking... Just, like, a bell. And, yeah. oh, god damn it. <laughs> and there's or the one
1: that's, like, the buff mosquito.
0: Yeah, or all the Ultra Beast. It's like, oh, god yeah. damn it. Or oh, Guzzlord, which oh, is a God.
1: real Pokemon name, by the way.
0: Oh, man, he's just, he just made me look at it and go, oh, God, I will never get into this. No. So I, was t- I was starting to get back into it, like I said. Really? And I looked and went, oh, no, I'm never going to do it because it's just so dull.
1: And um, that's one thing I'm hoping with the, the new games, uh, Sword and Shield, is with them cutting the roster down to, like, half the amount of Pokemon, that maybe they'll call some of that, like, stupid, high-level
0: legendary shit out of the game. Yeah, where people are still using, like, fucking Primal... You can use Primal, Kyogre, and Mega Rayquaza in the same fucking team. It's like, what? So you've basically got the two strongest in the game. So dumb. Yeah. Oh, man, but that was just one of those things that was, like, the danger click. So what's your most recent example of that? Like, where it's the new thing where you clicked and went, I'm going to give it a chance, and then you went, oh, no. Well, it's actually happened a little bit
1: with uh, Destiny 2 stuff. Oh, it's like lore, destiny law. Not even makers. the law ones um cuz there's a couple of people um that are actually like, really good at making law videos. I've not really watched many, but I can respect what they're doing. It's I mean, all I'm of the these ones to where the, it's like destiny
0: Wikipedia page. Go those <laughs> <around>,
1: guys. <laughs> um it's it's the ones where it's like oh, like, you know, w- you won't believe like what guns going to be amazing next. And it's like, okay, no, I don't want that. And it's like I didn't even click on it. It was like Auto the autoplay. Auto
0: oh, man. And then it's in your, it's in your recommendations forever. But then it's then you not click just, away from it immediately. It's
1: like, oh, because you recommended got recommended this and played it, we're now going to recommend you like three, four different 13-year-olds that are going to scream about Destiny 2. And I'm like, oh,
0: no, please. Oh, man. Let's Stop. go to my YouTube. Look at my recommendations. These are always great. Like, my personal YouTube. So oh, your actual them. one, yeah. Yeah, we can actually get an idea of the kind of shit that I watch by going through this, <laughs> Uh, we have got um, Simpsons Clips of course we've got, yeah, that oh, doesn't surprise False me Full Swipe Gaming how good was Nido Queen actually not uh, very the 2016 uh, Championship VG Masters so i a lot of purpose it. and you know what the best bit is I can see from the thumbnail it's Primal Ground on versus Primal Kyogre <laughs> oh god <laughs> we've just liked it with Darkrai and Rayquaza as backup yeah so, that's oh, how, how fun um, a compilation of The Best Friends, you know, like, you know, ripping Peace, like, uh, Zabatsu. Uh, today I found out video, so I've just got, like, Simon Whistler's, like, you know, smug bald head looking at me. Was it one that you wrote? Uh, no, it wasn't. Oh, no, okay. That wasn't one. Um, a Dragon Ball Z fight video of the new character, so people try and act, because I was looking at new character stuff to get my ideas. Oh, uh, right, okay. And yeah. then just a couple of things from the news, um, Donald Trump and Boris Johnson. So that's my recommended section right at the top. <laughs> Because, you know what, the news is just dominated by those two guys now, anyway.
1: Oh, the thing is, like, I don't even um, watch, like, news videos on YouTube or anything, but it's still, like, the breaking news topic is, like, right underneath all of my recommended videos at all times.
0: And I appreciate how they do that. I always, like, so I always, when I get up, I'll watch the, um, do you know, the, like, the 30-second news updates, like, BBC and stuff like that. Oh, It's yeah. just a good way of catching up on the news. And every single one is just, oh, the government's falling apart further. Basically, yeah. It's nice great. to see. <laughs> it's always good to see. It's like, oh, the world's falling apart oh, no. again. Oh, out 30 seconds at a time. Thank you, thank you, government. Oh, yeah, the oh, tournament came out from War Combat 11 as well.
1: Okay, so that's like... When does the movie come out? Because that's
0: yeah, the second, like that. third game that I've seen that crossover with. My favourite bit is though, like, um, so people don't know, like, Mortal Kombat 11, you can, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator's in it, but it's old Terminator from Terminator Dark Fate. And Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger agreed to let them scan his face in. Okay. So they, so they scanned his face in it, it's like a perfect one to one recreation of Arnold Schwarzenegger's face. Yeah. But he didn't. He couldn't be asked doing all the voice acting. Oh, they got no. in a voice double but the voice double is so bad it doesn't sound anything like him oh god it's just a, it, it sounds like they got someone in the office to just go like oh do your best like I'll be back yeah it sounds <laughs> nothing fucking like The Terminator well, no. it's so bad but I all mean... the comments are like oh man The Terminator sounds so good it's like no it doesn't it sounds nothing like Arlo Schwarzenegger on the plus side, like at least Sonya Blade will still sound worse than him. Oh, yeah, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. God, that, oh, man. That's awful. Have you seen like, the clip where she sounds like she's in the room? No. She sounds like Tommy Wiseau in one of the clips where it's like uh, in the fighting pits with Johnny Cage. It's like, I will not fight him. I will not. And it's like, it sounds just like Tommy Wiseau from <laughs> The Room. And then there was a, This is not even the oh. first time they've it. I think there was a, a skin for some like shitty rapper. It's like a, a oh, Sub-Zero really? skin. Where he basically it looks like some crap rapper and he did the voice for it, but he's not mm. a voice actor, so it just sounds yeah. terrible. So someone made like original sub zero versus oh, so like, I... you know, this shit guy who just like basically recorded his lines in an afternoon. <laughs> and it's like, Oh man, it sounds so bad. Have
1: you, um have you ever seen those videos of like the um like NBA 2K19 and stuff like that, career modes.
0: Oh yeah, because they, they got the actual um, basketball. They got all in, the but actual
1: but basketball players. They couldn't to give less of a fuck could it. they. So it's literally just a bunch of guys clearly stood there, not having even looked at what they're about to say, and just reading it as blandly as possible. Off- My favourite bit is to the clips. clips
0: that I've seen because I've seen a few of those where it's clear that they record them at different times. Oh yeah! You can actually hear the audible drop in quality because they were recording the same room. It's like, oh man, they clearly went like the hotel room and got these lines because that's the only time they can get hold of them.
1: Exactly, and it's just great because it's they just read every single line they needed in one block without ever like putting it into a conversation with somebody else. Yeah. So it's not like they recorded uh, two people talking. It's just, oh yes, that was good match. Oh, it's so good. Oh,
0: man. Have you seen Uh the FIFA 11 have done that as well? Or FIFA, like, uh, whatever it is now. like 20? Oh? Yeah. There's a a great breakdown I saw because the day that FIFA 20 got released, um, the trending hashtag in the UK was Fix FIFA. (laughs) And I read through this, and this is hilarious. And I'll I'll try and recall what some of the bugs were because they are amazing. My favorite one was if you transferred a player in career mode, to another team, and hmm. he wouldn't actually leave your team and would just stand in the middle of the pitch and not move for every subsequent game. <laughs> oh, no. So he just stand there like a sentinel, like a ghost, so the ghost just, like, of a player. Oh yeah, I don't want
1: you on my team, and he just refuses and stands just in the middle of every fucking the pitch. Sinazin <laughs> it refuses.
0: <laughs> and that another one was if you lower, if you raise someone's wages, you'd immediately get fired. <laughs> oh, no. Because there was a glitch in the pre or a glitch, but a bug in the previous like game where you could do something like raise a player's wages by like to, like 100 million a week or something like that mm. for one week and then transfer them because obviously, oh, now suddenly his uh, player is right, okay. worth billions. Yeah, that's, that's I think that's how it worked And so, to do that, anytime you raise someone's wages to counteract it, you just your character gets fired. <laughs> oh, no. So, it's oh wow, <laughs> my, my, my new youth hopeful. Um, yeah, you know, scored four goals on his opening game. Let's give him like an you know, old a bonus this week. You are fired. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he just oh, scored. He scored four goals and won us the Premiership. How dare you give him a bonus? Can you imagine like
1: being um, that player coming into that negotiation? Or uh, you know, boss, I've been playing well and I-, I thought I could have a bit of like a boost to my salary. I can't do that. I'll get fired. mate. Yeah. I'll guess, I, I will
0: literally get fired if I give that. You just give. What you do is you shake his hand, then you get fired. So <laughs> that wasn't in his contract, so he's you are not allowed to shake his hand. <laughs> like you go and you buy him a pint at the bar and get fired. So, oh no! <laughs> oh god! Oh, it's so good. I do like though um, the, uh, the the fake screenshots that went around for a bit when they said our oh, story mode was going to be like you know a, a fully fledged thing. Mm. You were showing like the uh, the multiple choice thing. And one of, the, oh, like, I right, think okay. one of the options for it is, like, oh, man, uh, how do you respond to this player who said, like, you know, he tackled him roughly? And one mm. of the options that someone did, like photoshopped in was, chat, shit, get banged. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck you, that's, pretty, that's Britain, all right. That's <laughs> Britain right there. Chat, shit, get banged. Oh, man,
1: so I just love watching, like, every single year, something of one of the big sports games is just a complete Always mess. Always fucked up,
0: because they don't care, do
1: they? I mean... They care about making
0: money from them. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's all they give a shit about. Uh, speaking of, like, patch notes, that reminded me of something I, I happened upon uh, recently. Oh, right, which okay. was, have you ever heard the thing of um, Sims 3 patch notes? I mean, I I'm, I'm
1: understand what patch notes are, but I don't know yeah. specifically about well, the, the Sims.
0: Well, the Sims 3 apparently has the funniest ones in the world because of um, just how much stuff can happen in the game. So I've got, like, a... Uh, a collection of a few here that I sort would read out because, yeah, I happened upon them during my like, internet travels and just laughed my ass off. So, okay, fair enough. So real. this was like by Bone Wagon on Tumblr. You know, that's, that used to be a website where you could get porn, but now it's just a like, you know a relic of a bygone age. Now it's
1: just there for patch notes on The Sims, I guess. Yeah, so
0: here's a couple that for you, Lucas. Kleptomaniac Sims can no longer steal Stubway stations from lots. God, Sims can no longer woohoo in the elevator with a Sim who is on a different floor. The Grim oh, Reaper so they were just won't... like having sex with different, like, yeah. people on different fucking floors. Through different okay. dimensions. Dimensional portals. <laughs> oh no, just Janemba in their way through dimensional portals to have sex <laughs> with other Sims. The Grim Reaper will no longer be prevented from reaping souls due to band affiliation. So are you at Metallica? That band's cool. Oh, Okay. Um, fixed a tuning issue so that sims will now vomit at acceptable levels. <laughs> um, it is no longer possible to try for baby with the Grim Reaper. <laughs> Become enemies with child, wish no longer appears when rubbing magical lamp. <laughs> sims who are on fire will no longer be forced to attend graduation before they can put themselves out. <laughs> Pregnant oh, sim... Gosh. Pregnant Sims can no longer brawl. Oh god no. Baby Sims will no longer become stuck on a Sims hand while driving a car. <laughs> Sims can no longer wish to skinny dip with mummies. Oh no. And finally, a meteor can hit a building, which case everyone will run out before the collision. Those who do not exit the building will die. Sims will automatically leave if a meteor is approaching, unless it is a school in which children are not allowed allowed to leave and will always die. (laughs) Oh, no! Education is the most serious thing in the Sims (laughs) universe. You're on fire. No, you graduate, motherfucker. Then you put yourself out. Oh, God. And
1: then after you've just put your fucking self out and hit graduation... No, you can't leave. Meteor was
0: about to hit. Sorry. Would you like some new ones, Lucas? Oh, go on then. Oh, God. Right, so. Um, fixes a bug that causes Sims to teleport off some new beds. <laughs> okay. Fixes a, an issue that causes Sims to get stuck in the grab a slice interaction on pizza. Fixes <laughs> an issue, the fulfillment of the buy video game system. Um, Wish when buying the G-O-G-O Joy JoyToy 3 Console 2 video game system. Sims may walk and stand on bridges. Dead relatives will no longer uh, will no longer appear alive in your Sims family tree while traveling to Egypt. Fire <laughs> engines will maintain all functionality after Sims drive them. Sims will no longer walk on water to view paintings placed on swimming pool walls. <laughs> Fix an issue where ghosts would become stuck in vehicles under certain conditions. Ghosts will now properly <laughs> exit vehicles after arriving at their destination. <laughs> Some of these are amazing
1: oh god oh, what else we got that one's I'd amazing be, like I'd be terrified to get a new bed though if there if was just, just tell a it- chance to teleport to some <laughs> random just, location
0: yeah and then it's just the same Oh, oh we've got some new ones here oh no wait that's uh, yeah no that's the, uh, the Dwarf Fortress one apparently Dwarf Fortress piece, but I don't really understand that game
1: I don't know no but I, just,
0: I love that one though it's so good it's just, it is no longer to, um, uh, possible to steal subway cars. <laughs> so that's kleptomania on a level I can't even fathom. <laughs> yeah. I must steal subway cars. I mean, fair play to them.
1: So do, you do you think that like story they get about all the way anyone
0: notices? Yeah. Would well, you ever be about a about guy who stole a bridge? In real life? Yeah, they stole a bridge. Like they went to it overnight and just like took it apart for all the steel. And oh just stole God. it. And like the next day the villagers are like, someone stole our bridge. And we <laughs> never find out who play. did it.
1: If you can steal a fucking bridge, fair play. You better not. Like
0: my favourite crime of all time is the cookie rustler. You ever heard about this? No? Because every part of this story is amazing. Like I'll try and recount it as best I kind can of basically. There was a guy who owned like a store. So it's like a little mom and pop shop. So he owned it outright. But every single day, um, all the cookies in his shop would be crunched because someone walked in and grabbed the ba- the, uh, the packet of cookies and crunched all the biscuits individually <laughs> in the packet on every single piece of, um, on every single packet of cookies that he had and then did it to all his bread as well.
1: What?
0: Uh, uh, and Lucas like, if this happened once, you'd be pissed off. Yeah. If he's happened twice, you'd be annoyed. And if he's happened three times, you know it's a pattern. And what would you do? I mean, I'd get like fucking security cameras. Or pay someone to stand near the cookie aisle. Yeah, right. True. Now, do you know how long this guy let this go on for before he decides to do something about it? I'm going to guess a ridiculous amount of time. Two years. Two years? You let it happen for two years before he finally decides to get a video camera to figure out who was doing it. It was happening literally every single day. Surely, at that point, just look for the guy who comes in every day and spends three (laughs) hours in the cookie section. Yeah. But he waited two years to try and figure out who was doing it. Like every single day, someone was walking in and crushing all his cookies. And he's like, I don't know what to do. So, how about (laughs) just go stand in the, oh, move the cookies to the front of the till? Yeah. And it's like, the guy oh. says, oh, I estimate I've lost like $12,000 in inventory by doing this. It's like, well, after the first, like, after I've lost $5,000 of inventory, I consider investing in a security <laughs> camera. <laughs> I wouldn't then lose another 5000 and then 2000 on top of that if I thought, okay, now it's getting serious. Yeah, It's clear this guy's not going to stop.
1: I mean, yeah, after like a week, you'd notice it was going to be a fucking trend and start doing with something about
0: I'm it. Like, it's just so good. The fact the guy waited for so long is amazing. Oh, God. I think he cut that. Like, um, it was like the guy that's called like, the cookie rustler, which makes it even better. <laughs> oh, he's walking in and just crunching all his cookies and bread. He's such a dick move, in it.
1: I wonder, like, whatever convinced, like, the, the
0: person to ever come in and do that? Uh, It must have just been, like, I guess it started as, this, like, a joke and then it became an obsession. It's like, there's another story here. I want to get the details for this one because it's... um. Uh, this story is actually amazing, uh, Phantom.
1: What, what, like at what point do you think to yourself, I should probably stop? Like, did someone like invite him on holiday? And he's like, oh, sorry, mate, like I can't be gone for like a week. I've got
0: to, got these yeah. cookies to rustle. I've got to go crunch the cookies. Well, here's one. Right? <laughs> this is another one of my like favorite stories, and this is um, a guy in Norway at the Stavanger Golf Club, which they hmm. it's described here as a scenic waterside course in uh, Hafersha. Oh, sorry, have okay. I don't know how to pronounce Norwegian words. Basically, it's in Norway and it's nice. Yeah. Um, and there is a guy who no one knows who he is and all he does is he goes in on a night and he takes a shit in the holes. Oh. At this golf course. And according to the groundskeeper, he has a couple of favourite holes. <laughs> and they know it's a man because the poos are too massive to be from a woman. That's a direct quote. Other than that, they know nothing about this man. <laughs> um, and they have tried to catch him by installing high powered lights, but no video cameras for some reason. Yeah. Because, as I said, they, you know, they installed high powered lights. He climbed a tree next to the lights and wriggled far out on a branch and dismantled the spotlights. How he managed oh, to feed without electrocuting himself is a riddle. Would you yeah. rather have a guess at how long he's been doing this for? And this is as of 2015. 2015, uh, yeah. a year? Keep going. Two years. Keep going. Like five years. Keep going. Fuck off, really. Keep going, Lucas. Uh, like eight years. Keep going. Just a little bit more. Ten. Ten years, yes. There Ten is a guy, years. and he's. And I think he's still doing it because I remember seeing an update on this like a couple of months ago. But this is like an article from 2015. Yeah. yeah. For decades. A guy has just been sneaking and breaking into a golf course to take a shit in the holes. <laughs> Seemingly for no reason. Oh, my God. And apparently the groundskeeper was just so annoyed. I said like every now and again, you just, walk, you just wake up with just a big poo. Oh, no. And there's nothing you could do about it. And it reminds me of, like I hope this is a true story. It's like on an Ask Reddit thing. Mm. Which, obviously, you can't trust everything that's written here, but yeah, yeah. Like, it, the way it was written seemed like a real story. It was basically like some guy's dad like, got fucked over by a homeowner's association when he was trying to move. Oh, right, okay. And the guy was like, oh, no, your lawn's like, too long. And stuff like that. Have you ever heard any of stories about like homeowner's association in America, they can be terrible?
1: Mm, yeah, and yeah. After
0: they moved, the dad got so annoyed that every couple of weeks, he'd just like, drive in the dead of night to the... the Oh like the leader of the homeowners association just take a perfect shit on his manicured lawn. <laughs> just every couple of weeks he'd just go out for a drive. And they asked him when he was going, I'm going to shit on that guy's lawn. Oh god. And he'd just do it. And apparently the dad did it for years. Just every now and again. He's like he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it enough where it was like irregularity, but every now and again would just go out and just take a perfect shit on his lawn. <laughs> so like, not enough that the guy would get like you know, install cameras for it, but enough that it annoys him.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you do it once, it would annoy you, man, hope.
0: But, like, every couple of weeks, there's just something about that level of just pettiness that I yeah. deeply,
1: deeply respect.
0: I mean, that's the thing is, if
1: somebody's pissed you off that much, that you are going out in the dead of night to take it's a shit on shit on their night. lawn.
0: <laughs> oh, God. When we come to an obsession after a certain month, That's how crop circles started, don't you know?
1: what do you mean that's how they started
0: crop circle started because it was no session like the story behind this I forget the names of the guys but literally it was um, two guys were out having a pint in, oh, yeah. in, a, in the south of England and one of them just said oh do you want like they were I went walked up to the top of like a hill mm-hmm. like you know with, like they got a couple of bottles for the walk and they walked to the top and they sat on a um, a bench and they noticed a, a farmer planting a load of corn and like one friend turns to the other one and says do you want to have a bit of fun? And he wasn't suggesting oh, right, it really okay. because he wasn't a YouTuber. <laughs> but uh, he said, and they decided that in a, when that corner ground, they would come down and they would flatten the wheat into a pattern oh, to confuse okay. people. And it's amazing because like if you ever heard like the stories about crop circles, like you hear like oh they're made by aliens because they're too perfect. Yeah, to be yeah, done by people. So I'll bring up like the because I wrote an article about this. So I'll bring this up so we can go through the facts on it. Set that out. Because the, the actual facts about it are like, hilarious. So, da, da, da. I'm going to find the dude's names first. So it's uh, Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley. Oh, right. Okay. And it was something they began in the 1970s. And what they did is they went out with, and you probably heard like, oh, man, um, crop circles like they're caused by aliens because they're too perfect. They're too perfect yeah, yeah. to be done by humans. Mm-hmm. They can only be done by someone who can see from above yeah and it's like no what the guy did is like he was an engineer or something in the past like when he before he retired oh uh, right. just like you know just basically make them on a piece of paper and oh, go okay, out yeah. with like you know surveying equipment and mm-hmm. then and i'm making this up with a plank of wood attached to a piece of string what? he would just like place it on the bottom of the wheat and then slowly press it down with his foot to flatten it <laughs> oh, God. and then he would just walk around in a circle doing that and the only thing he had to line it, line up his things was, and I'm not making this up, a baseball cap through which he put <laughs> a small hoop of wire. Oh, my God. So they did that. This is commitment. And what they did, and they did this for 20 years. Oh, my God. And they would, go, and they got such a laugh out of it. They started, like, you know, suggesting. Or they hmm. started, like, you know, going to, um, like, you know, UFOlogists and experts saying, Ooh, we've got a big feeling there might be a crop circle in this field at this exact time tomorrow (laughs) evening. Um, Go look and check it out. And they would go in like the day before and put the crop circle there, and then all the ufologists would turn up.
1: I mean, at that point, would you not start to, you know, be a bit suspicious? No. These guys magically know.
0: Apparently, no one ever got suspicious, and they were actually like highly regarded in the ufologist community for their seeming like, you know, just knowledge of when UFOs would do this. <laughs> and the best part is, do you know why the st- they eventually like came clean and went, look, it's us. We've been doing it. It's Go because um, the guy was driving out in the middle of the night, so this is why it reminded me of it, um, to do this with his mate, and his wife thought he was having an affair. Oh, really? And then when he said, no, I'm just going out with my mate to yeah. flatten wheat in a farmer's field, his wife's <laughs> like, you, clearly- you are clearly making that up.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And what he did to his wife is he showed her all the equipment and he said, like, well, that's a plank of wood. And he went, no, here's the drawings I've done. And she went, no. And he went, okay then. I'll design you a pattern mm. and I'll go out and I'll do it tonight and then go look. We'll drive to the field tomorrow to see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And what yeah. he did is he, did, he drew his wife a pattern and she like I think she suggested it and they went out and he showed her it. And she went, oh, wow, well, this is cool. And he went, we should probably come clean now. And she went, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my favourite part is because they were like they were so keen to make people think it was aliens because they found it so hilarious that Joe and like you know actual sceptics came out and said, "Well, it's clearly a natural phenomenon because it's yeah. so round. It might just be like you know a mini whirlwind or something like that." Mm-hmm. What they did is they started making them square, <laughs> just so the experts wouldn't have like you know an answer for why it was perfectly square. Yeah, and um, the best bit is. When they said they'd done it, uh, ufology's like, "Well, no, you can't because it's too advanced. There's no possible way you could do this. Only aliens could do this." They went, "Oh, okay <laughs> then, we'll show you." And they went out live and just made a perfect one. <laughs> <laughs> and the ufology said, "No, they're trying to discredit this, like you know, alien phenomenon." <laughs> oh, god. And do you know what the uh, the what they use as the evidence for that is, Go it's on. that. Um, other crop circles appeared around the world after they started doing it. Oh right, okay. And yeah. Obviously, the it's very easy to see that now. Other pranksters decided it be very funny to do, or maybe people who just want it's like you know farmers who wanted to like you know attract attention to them. Yeah, so they did end yeah. up being quite a big tourist draw. Mm-hmm. But like, I love the idea that the ufologists like they're. Their actual defense for why it's not bullshit is maybe the aliens saw you doing it and then decided to join in. <laughs> That's their actual argument. Oh, God. Isn't that good? But it was just two guys just going out in a field and they go out with like a couple of bottles of beer, do it, and then go the next morning and just laugh their fucking asses off <laughs> as they saw like the news taking pictures of it. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, what an absolute like just big pair of big dick legends. Oh, God. I can't believe they got away with it for so long. 30 years, yeah. And then when they announced it, people said, no, they were they were lying. And then yeah. they showed, like, oh, here's all the drawings. Because I kept every single one mm. showing. And here's, like, you know, the the photo evidence the next day when the newspapers took a picture of it, showing my exact design. Yeah. And like, no, you're making it up. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Man. I don't think I'd be committed to that. That's, it's just so funny. It's I mean, just so good. Yeah.
1: I just, I, I just think to myself, so I'm like, do, do some people not have anything better to do with their time? But
0: it's one of those things, like I said, it's like the the, the pooper, the phantom pooper, as he's known, or like the yeah. guy who crunched the cookies. It's funny at first, but it must be kind of addictive for like you know the notoriety. Mm-hmm. And when you hear yeah, about yeah. it, because like these guys, they would do to, like they would gleefully read like stories about it, mm. and would like deliberately go out of their way to fuck with the experts who were trying to debunk it. Yeah. By saying, "Well, it's clearly this because no, the patterns are circular," so they started making them square. Mm. And it's like, "Oh man, it's so good." I'm
1: really surprised that you know, knowing humans, it wasn't just immediately a penis.
0: Oh man, you can know you know they would have done. Yeah, but I I'm still very love surprised. That idea though that his wife, is like, "You're having an affair." He's like, "No, I'm crushing wheat with Dave." So <laughs> like, is that what you call it then? Oh God. I mean, that's one reason to come clean. Oh, man, it's just it's, it's so funny to me that like, we did it for like 20 years and the experts, like the UFO experts, were like, yep. no, 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 the aliens probably just saw it and decided to join <laughs> in. The aliens probably thought it was mad hype and thought, yeah, I can do this too. Yay. Let's get on oh, it, Max. Yeah.
1: Of always oh. for like aliens to contact those like some like just crush some wheat in a field in a very specific yeah. pattern.
0: And just think about as well how pervasive that is now in pop culture. That that's like the film's science is based entirely around yeah. the concept of aliens doing that and it's based solely on something two drunk Englishmen did for a laugh in the seventies.
1: I mean it's probably the best thing that, you know, M. Night Shamalon's gonna
0: come up with, so well, it's like um, the flying saucer. Do you know why we think like, flying saucers are like flying saucers?
1: Is it like a close encounter of the third kind? It's
0: not. It's a mistranslation of the actual description that um, an Air Force person gave. Oh, really? It's one of the very earliest reports of a UFO, an unidentified flying object. He didn't mm. say it looked like a saucer. He said it moved like a saucer. Oh, right. Okay. He said it moved like a saucer being thrown through the air. So, you know, like a disc, mm. like a Frisbee yes. or something like that. And I think he actually described it as being, like, you know, cigar-shaped, so, like, a rocket ship. Oh, uh, okay. that got mistranslated, and, like, obviously, like, you know, the uh, telephone game of history decided mm-hmm. that. No, he actually said it was saucer-like, and they thought, I mean, it looked like a saucer, and that's where the uh, flying saucer image came from. That's uh, fair enough. And it's really funny, obviously, because that was something that was, like, you know, had no basis in the reality of the situation. Yeah. But pop culture nabbed onto it, and now people think, like, you know, UFOs like flying saucers. And people are, like, you know, making hoax videos, like, you know, to try and, you know, push that idea or make their UFOs look like saucers, even though if you want to go with the original report of a UFO, it should absolutely look like a cigar. Oh, okay. That's absolutely funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if you, you know, we should just go make one that looks like a cigar.
0: Well, that's how you do it. But I just like that idea that they're not supposed to, the only reason they look like flying, like, look like discs Mm. is because people misunderstood what that guy meant when he was, like, you know, um, reporting it to his superiors because he was, like, from, like, the Deep <laughs> South. Yeah, and, like, yeah. You know, his speech was a little bit off. So it's like, oh, it's saucer-like, and he meant in his movements, not his look. Oh, wow. Well. Oh, man, people are stupid, eh? Yeah. But just think about now, like, how many people, like, actual... People who actually believe it think that aliens fly in flying saucers, even though there is literally no evidence to support that.
1: Yeah, fair it's enough. It's all based I mean, on a
0: mistranslation yeah. uh, or a misunderstanding of one guy's comment in the 1950s.
1: Yeah, I got, Oh, I find that so weird that like our entire like idea of this random object is just based off what one person said.
0: Yeah, and we got it wrong.
1: Like, and it's, yeah, we got it wrong anyway. And then it's just oh yeah, well this guy saw some random thing. Oh yeah, okay. Let's no, just believe him and let every single person just, like, share the idea of this one guy that got, like, mistranged. Well,
0: the thing is, though, it's, it's, you can't believe him, actually. He did see something, or we believed mm-hmm. that he did, and he did describe it. It's just that like, the description of it is something we got. It was misinterpreted, and it's really funny to me. Yeah, yeah. the only reason that we think aliens driving spaceships that look like discs is because of this guy. was <laughs> really bad at describing what he saw that day. It's like, oh, man, so good.
1: Yeah, and there was that. Um, I don't know if you saw, there was all those like apparent, like real leaked videos of.
0: Oh man, that story is great because you hear who stuff. Them? Did, you did you not hear few? who was the person who leaked them?
1: Um, wasn't it like. Um, I can't remember his name, but someone from like blink 182 or yes, something? Yes, it was Tom
0: DeLong. Oh, okay. he's like super, super into aliens. Yeah. And he got sent that by somebody, like we don't know who. Obviously, he's a big famous rock star. Of course, he's got like, friends in high places, mm-hmm. or fans in high places. And he posted it on Twitter. <laughs> and the government had to come out. I think the Air Force went, yeah, those weren't meant to be released. They are classified. <laughs> oh, We're looking into where Mr. DeLong got his information. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, people don't know this, but yeah, Tom DeLong, like, from Blink-182, is super, super obsessed with aliens, which is why he wrote the song Aliens Exist. <laughs> And I think uh, something a friend of mine point, I mentioned, and I went, like, that can't be true. I looked yeah. it up, and it was when Chester Bennington died. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Chester Bennington, the lead singer of uh, Blink18, uh, no, sorry, uh, Linkin Park. Yeah. Like Tom DeLonge tweeted something out, or wrote in his book or something like that, oh, yeah, you're out in space now. And he tried to use um, like the death of his friend to push like this whole alien thing. It's like, oh, man, come on! Yeah. The dude's dead, man. Don't make, don't make, don't drag him into this. Then again. Like, five years later, he went and just published actual UFO footage from the government <laughs> that the government's like, we didn't want anyone to see this. Oh, God. We don't understand this.
1: Uh, no! I mean, like, I, I don't know uh, you, but personally, I I don't see how there's any chance that we're the only life forms in entire region. Oh, yeah. I
0: I don't believe, though, there's little green men that but, are coming down.
1: No, I really don't think, like... Oh yeah, we've got loads of like aliens making crop circles and or oh, just but, sitting on Mars just waiting for us and shit I'm, like this.
0: It's more fascinating to me that the, the most powerful government on the Earth sees something and doesn't know what the fuck it is. Oh it well, yeah, even, totally. It doesn't even need to be of extraterrestrial origin to be a fascinating story. It's like, mm-hmm. These are like ships or objects in the environment that the collective minds of the US government can't understand.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: that, to me, is, like, fascinating. Because like, this could be, like, you know, some high-tech ship from some, like, foreign power that they just cannot understand. And that's amazing to think that's oh, yeah. out there. Also terrifying. It is terrifying. The, the largest, most powerful military on Earth can't, like, discern what the fuck this thing is with all the technology it has access to. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. Bad times. But it's, uh... Turns out
1: it was just, like, a lollipop stick flying away in the wind. We never know. You never know.
0: There is a lot of those videos, though, but, um... What always cracks me up about it, though, is that like conspiracy theorists always have to make it silly. Like, the actual story oh, yeah. itself, like I said, like, breaking it down off, there is just something in the air, and mm-hmm. we don't know what it is. Is more fascinating than it's aliens. Oh, yeah. Because the mystery, to me, is more intriguing than saying, no, it's aliens. What aliens? We don't know. What's aliens? It's like, oh, man, but then we don't get to talk about it. You just, you just yeah. say it's aliens, and there's no fun there. But part of the fun is like the mystery of like, what could it be? How can we explain it? And all the different interpretations of what it could be. And then what if it is more... some
1: like top secret, like military or like organisation that
0: well, that to me is more is interesting. Just
1: creating these weird things in the sky that we don't know what they are
0: because that's technology that you know could potentially be used like you know advance humanity or perhaps mm-hmm. like you know wipe it off the face of the earth. But <laughs> you know you te- you've got to you know, take these risks when it comes to shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! But um, again, this reminds me of like, the whole moon landing conspiracy theory. Oh yeah and that again was similarly started by one guy who just said I smelled a rat that day basically that was his whole thing. He watched the moon landing on TV and just went, nah. <laughs> that was his whole thing. And he wrote a book saying, like, oh no, it's all fake. And someone asked him, Well, how do you know? And he went, oh, because I'm a rocket scientist. And oh, they looked right. at his credentials and went, Well, no, you weren't. You worked for a company that made rockets as yeah, a copywriter. Yeah.
1: So oh, you don't actually have a,
0: you don't actually have any like, you know, background in engineering. And his whole thrust of the moon landing conspiracy theory was I saw one report in the 1950s that said the success rate of a manned mission to the moon was, like, 5%. Oh, right, okay, yeah. And then a decade later, they can somehow land man on the moon perfectly. It doesn't make any sense. So he doesn't... So I should point out that report he says that he saw, as far as anyone can tell, does not exist... <laughs> so it's either it was either so classified that no it's either so classified no one's seen it except for a guy who had no clearance credentials and worked as a copywriter somehow stumbled <laughs> upon it in the nineteen sixties or he was just making shit up. Uh, but anyway, um, his original book, "A Legend: The Moon Landing," is a fascinating read. Uh, not the one oh, okay. re- what he did is he re-released it a couple of times over the years as um, um, parts of his story fell apart. Uh, right. To make yeah. them make more sense. Um, mm. meanwhile, the moon landing, like you know, the thing he says is a conspiracy. The story from NASA has never once deviated from the way they've told yeah. it. And there are reams and reams of physical evidence proving that's the case. But whatever, let's talk about his because one of my favourite things he suggests is that um they didn't actually go to the moon, they filmed it live on a sound stage.
1: Yeah, like in LA somewhere,
0: yeah. Uh no, in Nevada oh, in, in Nevada. Area 51 because it's, not, you know, oh, it's right. not a conspiracy theory unless it involves Area 51. Yeah, of course And not, he alleges yeah. that they filmed the actual footage of the moon landing, you know, the footage that would be recorded, the, the footage that would be viewed billions of times. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, the world over, studied by every nation on Earth until the end of time, with mm-hmm. a 10-second delay. <laughs> so if they would have made a mistake, they would have had 10 seconds to fix it, to stop the entire world noticing it. Yeah. He also said that, um, that when they were like you know supposed to be in space, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and the other guy whose name I forget, and I'm really sorry to that guy because he wasn't <laughs> on the moon, yeah. wandered around Nevada and even got into a fist fight while they were there. <laughs> and then he, some he said, then he went to Area 51 where they were accompanied by Vegas strippers. Of course, yeah. who were apparently sworn to secrecy. And then, and this is the detail that I love the most because. This is clearly something that he just pulled out of his ass and made mm. up to try and give him, uh, make it sound like he knew what he was talking about. They ate cheese sandwiches before putting on <laughs> their fake space suits. What? Yeah, like, he actually clarified what they had. Like he, he, he <laughs> for some reason, knew what the catering was for this yeah. event, despite it apparently being the singular most secretive like you know conspiracy ever concocted, concocted by the government. Like
1: not one other person has any shred of evidence that it wasn't real but he noted the
0: two sandwiches and no one has ever corroborated this with any physical evidence whatsoever and but, um, but afterwards obviously when people this book starts gain traction he realized oh shit that makes me sound like a crazy person so he changed his story because you know that's the hallmark of something that's factually correct is just changing it, changing details wildly on a whim. Yep. They said that they actually did go to space, but they didn't land on the moon, and they showed pre-aired footage shot by Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> what? And I love that conspiracy theory, because uh, there's like a great counter to it of well, Stanley Kubrick did film the moon landing, but he was such a perfectionist and like, you know, a stickler for realism, that he actually demanded they film it on location. <laughs> but it's just the idea of, though, like, they got into a fist fight in Vegas, hung out with strippers and recorded it on a 10-second delay. And any number of those things should discount it immediately, but now this is the most pervasive conspiracy theory to exist. Yeah, exactly. And the origins of it are just some crazy guy going, I smelled a rat that day. <laughs> so it's it's a step beyond, like, the people with, like, cork boards trying to, oh, like, yeah. link everyone and their mother to, like, the assassination of JFK. Yeah, which is another conspiracy theory that I absolutely adore because there is a single fact that it always gets overlooked that completely debunks every single conspiracy theory. Oh, right. That is? Have you, no. you ever seen like uh, one of the things that uh, you ever heard? The magic bullet.
1: Oh, because it like curved or whatever.
0: Yes, and the magic bullet says, "Oh, we couldn't have been shot by the same thing because the bullet mysteriously shifted like two feet in the air mm. from where it was shot." And what I and what I don't realize is um, the car that Kennedy was in wasn't just a run-of-the-mill car. It had a raised seat in the back. Oh right. So, so that he could sit up so the public could see him because he's waving to the public. Oh uh, okay. And every single calculation used by conspiracy theorists um uses like, you know, a standard I think it's a Cadillac. Yeah. And yeah, they show the line showing that well the bullet had to jump through the air. And mm. if you put onto that like the extra foot of height kennedy would have had by being sat on this specially raised platform constructed for that event so the public could see him and he could wave to them like the bullet perfectly ma- matches the trajectory
1: oh, right. so okay, rather than yeah.
0: admit that they just ignore it and, and hope that people <laughs> don't know that that's a thing yeah yeah of course and that's just to me, just amazing like they just hope that you don't know that fact it's about. like
1: oh yeah just take out that bit of information and then it all makes sense
0: yeah that's the one yeah if you ignore the thing that makes it make sense, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and there's a lot of conspiracies like where they all fall apart. Like the moon landing one's got to be the best one, though.
1: I mean, I just think the the best one is the fucking flat Earth conspiracies. Oh yeah, man. And it's but, like, oh yeah, the Earth is flat. We have why? pictures and video evidence. They're round. all doctored
0: by NASA. What about when you send a camera, or, like a GoPro, on a, a balloon with a dildo? Oh no, yeah. NASA gets to it first. Yeah. What about when you're in a plane, it's the curvature of the windows? And then my favourite one though is just asking them why. Yeah. Not like let's pretend it's real. Let's pretend the earth is flat, that everything mm. we know about physics is wrong, that we are actually fought, and that we're constantly on a, a large disk constantly flying into the atmosphere right, at ever increasing acceleration, despite the fact we would eventually break the speed of light and explode into a weather. Let's ignore all that. <laughs> and just ask, what is there to gain by lying about this? And do you know what they always say? It's so we'll continue to fund NASA. You know that agency that's constantly begging for money because it keeps getting defunded? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, man, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I just...
1: uh, That is one conspiracy theory that I'm just like, okay, well, other conspiracy theories, you know...
0: You can kind of see them. no real
1: way to, like, outwardly tell people, oh, like, we have you Know X and Y to prove that this happened,
0: and it's uh, a lot of them. There's a lot of complicated stuff you have to do, mm-hmm. like you have to understand a lot about like physics and stuff like that. But like with the one about flat Earth, it's like you can look out the fucking window, <laughs> yeah, you can just see it. It's not yeah. hard. So, like nobody throughout, and I don't think any point in history has it ever been widely held that the Earth was flat ever. We've always yeah, yeah. known it was round. Because the earliest explorers know that you didn't fall off the fucking edge of the world. They can see (laughs) the curvature of the horizon. Yeah.
1: If the earth is flat, why does the horizon, like, disappear? No, what they're saying is it goes off the edge. No, yeah, it does. I still
0: love that. Have you ever seen that? um, It's a great tweet. Someone's like, oh, I got kicked out of a flat earth um, believers group on Facebook for sharing the forbidden image. And it's a, a a, image? It's, it's a it's an image of like a meteor hitting the flat Earth, and it flips, and all the dinosaurs fight in space. <laughs> it's like the forbidden image. It's <laughs> so good.
1: Oh my god. Oh, what? I love
0: that one. That's so fucking good.
1: You know what? Now no, no, I want to believe that the flat Earth that,
0: exists right? just because of that. I just love like how many celebrities believe it though. Crazy. I think like AJ Styles, the rest of these like Shaquille O'Neal believes it. What? Uh, B- Bob, the rapper. Well, they've not, but they've expressed like you know, like you know, interest in the thing. They said, oh, they've got some good ideas. that like, well, no, they haven't. Yeah, yeah, Like you're rich, go speak to someone who knows. Have you seen um, the and one where's just Rouser, like who's just like the worst and believes like the Sandy Hook conspiracy? oh yeah oh come on you couldn't even believe like one of the funny ones one of the stupid ones you have to believe the one that's like horribly offensive to like you know hundreds of thousands of people yeah yeah you have to believe the one that actively makes the lives of like grieving parents worse why couldn't you just be like you know fellow wrestler AJ Styles and think the earth is flat (laughs) (laughs) have
1: you seen the one that's like the guy just um gets the the like level balance oh he takes it on a plane And he just takes it on a plane yeah
0: and, it's all that... turbulent. and he sees it all up, it's not moving. Because it wouldn't because you on a fucking plane. The plane's <laughs> yeah. flat, you idiot. <laughs> the
1: plane's fucking flat. It's so good.
0: I am genuinely surprised that we haven't had someone try and open the door to a plane. Oh, yeah. That... I'm genuinely surprised that hasn't happened yet. That someone like who's crazy enough to like, think this is real and think it's a massive global conspiracy and that like, everyone's against them. Hasn't I'm sure someone's go... tried. And then it's been like, immediately tackled by, like you know, airplane security. Yeah, like, yeah. Like an air marshal or something who's their ass.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, like man. just like the stewardesses on the plane just like tackling them down to the ground.
0: Oh, it seems be like, like it's the air marshals. Um, and they're not so much a thing in the UK, but they're like, a really big thing in America. And there's a, I remember watching a documentary about this where, like, do you want to guess what the point of an air marshal is? It's, it's probably fairly self-explanatory.
1: I mean, I would just presume it's like... To have, you know, somebody undercover to make sure that there's no security yes. issues or whatever. And, and
0: the operative word in your sentence there, Lucas, was undercover. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind air marshal is that they look exactly like any passenger. Yeah, they exactly. Yeah. exactly like a holiday maker or a businessman mm-hmm. travelling on a plane, and they put them on random flights or ones that deemed to be high risk, you know, just keep an eye out, just in case, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, just in case something happens. Some, in case someone wants to try some shit, and they've been a thing for a while. However... Following nine eleven, there was like a huge push to make them more visible because people Uh, didn't feel safe on planes. So what they did is they had—I think it was—I don't know who's in charge of like air travel in the United States, Mm -hmm. whoever that is—issued like you know they sent down, okay, no more casual dress. You have to go. You have to now comply with military grooming standards and (laughs) wear a suit. Yeah. And every single air marshal currently, like you know, working for like you know. Like the government went, that's a stupid fucking idea because then people know who we are. Yeah. They also said, "Oh no, air marshals have to be given like you know boarding priority."
1: Oh, uh, so of course, like they get. If so, you see you, like a groomed person in a, person a suit, get on first. Yeah.
0: Get on first. You know that guy's got a gun, and there's a quote from one of the guys there he says, "All they're doing is," and he said, "There's a new um, uh, adage amongst terrorists where it's just shoot the guy in a suit first. Yeah. Like, all they're doing is putting a ma- like they're putting a massive target on the back of my head that says if anything goes wrong, they will just immediately shoot me first. Exactly, yeah, before they know- they've got time to react. Because they know that I am the only one on board who has a gun. And it's like, <laughs> oh, no, why would they do this? It's yeah. like and all the air marshals, are like, um, I forget the documentary now, but it's like a, a really like eye-opening one where they keep talking about, like, nothing we do stops people, like, you know, bringing down planes. It's all theatre. If anything oh, right, making yeah, them yeah, more unsafe because now they know not just get not to get on the plane that we're on or they can mm-hmm. see us. And it said to the point like we're so easily picked out of a crowd, passengers will come up to me and say, Thank you for your service. It's like, No, oh, no. that's the exact opposite of what we're supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's like, Oh, if
1: if you know, they are terrorists and they do have guns or whatever, or anything like that, of someone, you know, trying to create a hostage situation or whatever the first thing they're going to do is shoot that guy and make sure yep. that he's
0: not a problem. And it's just, oh, no, it's so harsh. But the government, we need to be seen like we're doing something. It's like we are. And it's probably a better idea if we're hidden, because that way no one knows how many of us there are or mm-hmm. what flights we're on.
1: Because if you don't know who it is, then you what, then yeah. every single flight there's a potential for somebody to be an air marshal.
0: Yeah, there's a, a great um, breakdown of this. It's like an Israeli... Um, uh, like a security consultant who works mm-hmm. for airports in Israel, where well, obviously like, Israel doesn't have like, you know, the greatest reputation for like, you know, things not going, like things going well all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. they have relatively few, like, you know, things that happen on airports. And they said it's because we put all of our money, not into like, you know, stuff that America does like screenings and things like that. What we do is we put it all into training and we are trained to look out for the telltale signs of someone who's like, you know, uncomfortable.
1: Oh right, okay, yeah, Or it's sure. like
0: shift uh, shifting their weight. Maybe they're wearing clothes, and, like you know, keep an mm-hmm. eye out for those things. Like, oh, there's like the thing in like what hot fuzz. So why is he wearing that big coat? It's not hot today. And what oh, we do yeah, yeah. is we take that person um, immediately into a completely bomb-proof room mm-hmm. and interrogate them in there. Or ask them what's going on in there. Yeah, yeah. And I think the the really telling quote he says is, um, like, American security seems to think that terrorists have a vendetta against planes." Uh, right, and okay. what they do is they put them in a big queue full of people in a building full of glass. Mm. And that doesn't make you any safer. Like, it'd be much safer to like, you know, get people through security as fast as possible and yeah, stop them yeah. from clumping together because that's what people want. Yeah, and It's just the idea of like oh, that, that sentence of, it's almost like they think they have a vendetta against planes. It's like, they do. <laughs> oh, they really do. Like, that's what American security thinks. That's what they're trying to stop. Oh, yeah, are the yeah. there to stop that. It's, not tra- it's oh man. That's why you've got to take your fucking shoes off when you get on a plane.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, oh man, I'm clearly not going to like do it. I once go on holiday. <laughs> all they need to do is look inside your bag and if you've got a Nintendo Switch, it's like, well, they know he's not going to do anything. He's clearly settled in for a long haul. <laughs> like, they need to check your progress on like Breath of the Wild or something like that. Yeah. So he's halfway through. He's not He's not going to blow up the plane before he finishes Breath of Wild. He needs That's to, to get to the next fucking Divine Beast, mate. Yeah. He's got another 50 hours left of this game yet yeah, and it's a four-hour <laughs> flight. Nothing's going to happen. You'll be all right. Oh, man. Anyway. i love that
1: if uh, having a Nintendo Switch was the only way to not be a security
0: concern. Well, it wouldn't be because like Bin Laden played um, 3DS. Yeah. Did you,
1: you
0: ever heard about this? I know we're talking a lot about Territory, but this is just a really amusing story because it's so like, you know strange. Oh, go on, yeah. Um, do you know when they like, raided Bin Laden's like, compound? Mm-hmm. And they basically collected every single thing they could find, like, every um, flash drive, every piece of like physical media. Yeah. A lot, of, some, a lot of it was just, like, random shit that he had mm-hmm. about his house. And it was deemed, like, you know, not to be a security risk. So they released a lot of it. and Oh, yeah. Some of the stuff he had was, like, films. He had a lot of Western films, a lot of TV shows. He had, oddly enough, I think it was, like, an entire, like, photography album of Condoleezza Rice. Oh, right. Because he had a crush on her or something like that. And then, most unusually of all, a lot of games. Hmm. And it's believed that they were played by the children in the compound. one oh, okay, of the games yeah. that they have in there is Animal Crossing. Mm. And you can actually download Bin Laden's Animal Crossing save. <laughs> oh, and God. play Bin Laden's. Or, maybe, or, or one of the people in his compound. But it's much funnier to think it was Bin Laden's. Yeah, yeah. And you can go download that and play it. And you can play on his Animal Crossing save. <laughs> and isn't that a weird world we live in? Oh, that's the thing I can say and it's not made up. I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, you're probably thinking in your head Luke that sounds bullshit it's like no it's real you can go do that right now you can go play Bin Laden's Animal Crossing save. you can
1: go terrorise his village by letting the weeds grow out
0: oh man well, he probably has but yeah <laughs> and I think what well, better place to leave it than there just the idea of and I think we've got the title for our episode today Luke <laughs> we ain't got no adverts on this have we? we've got no sponsors well, they can't demonetise I mean, this one so yeah I no, think yeah. you can go play Bin Laden's Animal Crossing save is an amazing name for this one <laughs> And with that in mind, is there anything you'd like to close off on, Lucas, before we like, you know, leave for the day? Because I've got to go um, uh, record something in a little while.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I, you know, as I usually do on the podcast, I'd just like to suggest for people to go check out my YouTube channel, which is Legend of Kanto. Hell,
0: yeah. And then mine as well. And then go, go watch Cards. Yeah, because mine's just Carl Smallwood, because I'm a genius.
1: And both are just us playing different games Yeah, yeah. stupid Yeah, <laughs>
0: It's called Cross Promotion, mate. It's great. Oh, but yeah, it's been yeah. great. I hope everyone's enjoyed this bizarre journey through this YouTube Like and that ended with Bin Laden's <laughs> Animal Crossing, save. But <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening. I hope everyone has a nice week.